All right. Good morning. Saturday morning. It is October. It's 26. It's uh, it's kind of cool out here in, in Phoenix. It was 58 this morning, and now we're at 64 already. We do have a silly uh, humidity of 23%. So the dew point has gone up to, maybe it's gone down, uh, 26.2 Fahrenheit dew point. Saturday morning, quarter to nine, getting ready to walk the bud with the AirPods on. And uh, I'm kind of playing around with website names. And I just sent a text off to uh, a uh, coach type person who runs her publishing business. She's busy. She's, you know, when you have relationships on the internet with like hundreds of people it gets kind of difficult to keep up with it so i try to be respectful of their time you know let them know that i'm not looking for an answer i mean we kind of she's established her communication rhythm of maybe she'll get back to you in a couple weeks so as long as you know that up front then there's no like stress right it's like okay i don't i don't need an answer right now that's how usually most of us do most of us like text something, send an email, make a phone call. We want callbacks. In fact, I had an example of that this morning. A, a job. Someone reached out to me on LinkedIn for a job, a recruiter. And so I was I responded really quick and provided all the information, applied online, and uh, I just let it go. It's better to have, I mean, what I'm learning is it says this also about my um, strengths that I need to have like three or four things going at one time so that I can, you know, if one thing's not moving far fast enough, you just do the other thing. So you got three or four things going. So that's good advice for me. You don't need that advice though. Maybe you you need your own advice. <laughs> that only advice applies to me. But isn't it good to get customized, customized, uh, Advice, right? Because you're the hero, right? I'm really stuck on this hero thing. So you're listening to this podcast. I do care about you. It's not about me. It's sort of, it's sort of, it's kind of weird. It is about me, but it's not about me. It's about what, what do we share in common, folks? I mean, community, spirituality, and and I, I just hesitate. I'm gonna I have to. I probably need to do these podcasts to work out my hesitation to even enunciate some words like spirituality is kind of. Um, get stuck somewhere in my brain, like uh, spirituality, because it's so vague, right? It's like, so, it's like and, and uh, that reminds me of a story. I was at a gym, and I was talking to this former baseball player who was talking to this gal who's, I don't know, she looked really younger, but maybe she must be in her late 40s or something. And uh, I'm talking to the two of them. And I mentioned the word spirituality and it was like the body language of the gal was like, uh, I think I'm going to walk away. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to, yeah, I think I'm going to walk away. I don't think I really want to talk about spirituality. So I noticed that cause I'm kind of sensitive that way. And, uh, it kind of drew her back in and says, no, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not preaching or anything. I'm not, I'm not uh, telling you what to do so can you, you some of you may have some inkling of 
who the hell this guy you're listening to is. Um, I'm definitely fairly transparent, right? Um, and uh, so, yeah, so just imagine. And then I notice also that the, this is my increasing self-awareness because I haven't arrived on the self-awareness journey. But, uh, all right, this is the big week now, right? It's the finals, Halloween finals. <laughs> Thursday night, the big night. <laughs> All right. So the, uh, yeah, it's nice and sunny out here. Not a cloud in the sky again. There's Big Mike. I think he's 70 something. He's, he's about 100 yards ahead of me. Maybe 60, 60 yards ahead. He's getting ready to run, so I won't interrupt him. Let him go. Let him do his thing. Running is, uh, you know, you don't really like it's kind of like working out in the gym. You don't really want to be interrupted if you're kind of like in, a, in between sets, you know, and if you do like two minutes between sets. And um, so you just kind of want to like get your two minutes and not wait too long. You know, you, you, you know, you, you, could, you definitely don't want to go back in a minute and do the next set of reps because, you know, you got to give your muscles a chance to rest. But anyway, so yeah, so exercising, it uh, takes some mental discipline to do it. And so there's just kind of a, I don't know what it is, cultural etiquette or something in the gym. I mean, I mean, there's probably an etiquette on podcasting. Obviously, I don't follow that either. So, um, but, they, you know, they got tools. They've made tools. They just anchor FM, which I guess is now part of Spotify or something. They decided that, uh, you know, they're going to make it easy for people to do podcasts. And so we're doing it while walking the bud. You probably, I noticed on the listening back, you can hear my shoes, my feet kind of clip-clop, clip-clop. I'm wearing Skechers, by the way. I don't, they're comfortable, but I mean, I'm not recommending that. <laughs> Sketchers, sponsors, <laughs> buddies, owners, schnoodle, Arizona schnoodle walks. They're the proud sponsors, Sketchers. Yeah, yeah, maybe I can get a shoe endorsement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I always, I always said there's only one difference between Michael Jordan and myself. It's one inch. That's it. One inch. I'm one inch shorter than Michael Jordan. So if I just had, can you imagine that? You know, this is, this gets into the philosophical um, discussion on metrics and, and characteristics. And obviously the sum total of Michael Jordan's, um, brand experience performance. I mean, the guy could, the guy could like, perform right in basketball. There's no question, but, but it's not based on his height of six, six and I'm six, five. So, I mean, it's just, I just like doing that because it's kind of ridiculous to say it. Right. Yeah, the only difference between me and Michael Jordan is one inch. Yeah, yeah, right, right, Mr. Michael Ward. Michael J. Ward, right? Michael J. as in Michael Jordan. <laughs> and I have had this fantasy of someday of like using that joke uh, on stage somewhere where I'm, I'm with, the, with the man. And he would just laugh at me, you know, he'd have this big big smile, big grin, big teeth, nice white teeth, perfect white Michael Jordan teeth, right? And uh, he would uh, just laugh at me. Yeah, there's a lot. 
there's a lot of differences between Michael Jordan's life and my life. And it can't be summed up in one inch. <laughs> but I get a kick out of it. So, you know, I laugh at my own stuff, but isn't it funny? I don't know. I mean, I guess. It should. I mean, I, one time I was telling a story and I said, oh, this is really funny. And then the marketing lady said like, well, um, you know, you should let us determine whether it's funny or not. Just tell the damn story, right? Just tell the damn story. So there you go. That was kind of a funny memory. What, what the heck was it? That's a problem. That is a problem, not the problem. A problem. Um, is the moving from topic to topic. So I don't, I don't know if I can rewind that in my head to where I was. So we're walking the bud. We got the shoes, the sketchers, the sponsors. What was before that? What was before the sponsoring? Dang it. Um, hmm. Hmm. Well, I'll move on to a subject I want to talk about. So I'm at, so I'm Facebook. Um, I saw a posting and I, I don't, I don't know. Facebook's kind of funny because you just say, oh, on Facebook. And then, then people kind of like gauge, like, is this person like, just like on Facebook, like all the time or. You know, do they live their life around Facebook? And and I don't really, there's a lot of, in the media, there's a lot of discussion about Facebook and opinions and things, but there's people running businesses off of Facebook. It's And uh, it's great. And what I mean by running businesses, they're communicating, they're offering value to people. And, you know, if it makes sense, then people sign up. So it's it's like advertising for services, which is great learning experiences. So I saw this uh, message. It says, hey, this Lutheran church over here is uh, having like a welcome home. I don't know what it is, some kind of thing. And so it's actually, I mean, I'm attracted to it because I drive by this church a lot and it's actually in a great location, but I never considered going there like regularly because I, I, my story is I grew up with the Lutheran Church and being confirmed and I knew all the facts, but they just didn't mean anything to me. I was just still caught up in the, like, this doesn't make sense. My family's divided, Roman Catholic, Lutheran. I got a paranoid schizophrenic sister who's mentally ill. And I'm like, what the hell is going on in this world? And and the church would be Sunday morning, happy, happy. Oh, happy, happy. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, really? So that, that's it. Happy, happy. And uh, never really got any um, counseling. I didn't see. I didn't see my my mother being supported because she she probably came across like, oh, a single mom raising her kids. Like, no, she's not not a single mom raising her kids. She's a well, there's probably a term for it. Um, she's at a church because dad's a Roman Catholic man. <laughs> So, so, so that was the, uh, part of explains my brain. And, uh, obviously we can listen to stories and be interested in people. And it just, it doesn't always translate to your situation, right? But there's, there's parallel experiences to that. I mean, you don't, you probably there's probably a lot of people that didn't have the exact same uh, experience, but it's similar to mine. So just like a general 
dissatisfaction with the thing. So here's what's going on. So now, like, I'm probably going to go to this thing just because it just seems interesting and the weather's nice, the weather's nice, and I don't want to get triggered at my church. And I, I, I'll probably I'll go to this one tomorrow for fun. It's probably a good test case, and I'll see if I get triggered or not. I probably I have a feeling I probably won't get triggered because I don't think the 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 style of the Lutheran Church is to virtue signal so much. So, and this is not a great term. I think I mentioned it earlier. Virtue signaling. 2015 expression. 2015. And I and now I'm becoming convinced that basically the the church, the young church leaders are more virtue signaling type pastors, and they want to. They, they that's why you get comments like. Some of you are doing jack for Jesus, you know. Hey, good morning. So you get that some of you are doing jack for Jesus, right? Like as if Jesus is sitting there like watching, waiting for us to do stuff. And uh, it's just ridiculous. That's not the message. It's just, it's just more trees of activity and not the forest. So... Um, yeah, we'll take a chance. I'm going to go to this. But I did I do research because that's this one I do. I don't know. It's not not like in, when people say I do research, it's like, well, ooh, it gets the impression like you spent hours in the library. But now when someone says I do research, it's like, well, it could be like five minutes Googling stuff. So I probably did about 20 minutes of Googling stuff because I was trying to push to put together some of this Lutheran story that I really don't really understand. But I thought we were part of this Missouri Synod thing. And, there's, and then there's a Wisconsin synod, and now there's this um, even evangelical Lutheran Church of America thing. So there's three organizations. Isn't that wonderful? You can't just be Lutheran. There's one guy. There's one. <laughs> I mean, think about it, folks. There's one guy named Martin Luther, and now just in the United States, there's at least three organizations. There's probably at least one big one in Germany. And there's some other offshoots in Germany. So so one dude makes an impact 500 years ago. And now there's like people can't agree on doctrine. So I mean, I had to read through all like, what's the difference between Wisconsin, and Missouri? What's the difference in the ELCA? So um, this one's going to be kind of funny. This is probably like the ultra conservative one. It's kind of weird because it's Wisconsin and we're in Arizona. So again, it's a cultural thing. And I, as I Googled stuff, it was like 1880s, 18, all these big decisions were made like in the 1880s, 18, 1850s in Milwaukee and Chicago. And it's like, oh, okay. And oh, and now we're going to translate this out to Arizona. Arizona. So, so the, the new pastor has been in place since June. And depending on his personality, he could be in for a rude awakening if we ever have a discussion. <laughs> He's got a good German name, though, right? You gotta have that German. If you're Lutheran, it's helpful to, be, to have German heritage. So um, I'm gonna pop in. And uh, they even said, like, yeah, there's gonna be a lunch afterwards tomorrow for this welcome home thing. And then there's, uh, he said, bring your own beer if you want. It's like, okay. That's typical German. Hey, morning. So we're uh, we're gonna give that a shot, and uh, 
the um, Wisconsin Synod only has 380,000. So that's a few more than the 144,000 Jehovah's Witnesses that are going to be in heaven. So I don't know, those 380,000 are going to have to fight it out in the Wisconsin Synod. <laughs> and it's, you know, you're really in danger if you're in Arizona, part of the Wisconsin Synod, right? Makes sense, right? If you if if Wisconsin is the center of the synod, it's all there. So we got that. We got Missouri. I don't know sure what that's about. And yet, I just came back from the real deal in Dresden with the bombed out Frauenkirche. So you know, do I have a little bit of what do they call that? Egotism. I don't know. I'm just gonna go have fun. Go see what happens. They're gonna wear the robes and the, put the things on and the candles, and it'll be, it'll be, it'll probably even smell like the, the old church that I used to go. <laughs> but it's good for me, right? And um, perceptions, right? So I'll show up, and I'll just go with it, keep my mouth shut for the most part. We'll see. I'll, let, I'll ask a lot of questions. I'll, I'll do the social thing that I do. People usually don't. People usually uh, have a good experience with me. So, I think, I think, I don't know how self-aware I am. So, we're walking down the street, and we're coming, buds, we're going to come to this house. I may pause the recording or end it. Because Ohio State football is playing at 9 in the morning in Arizona. So, this one guy with the two kids that Buddy likes is a big Ohio State fan. And they're playing Wisconsin, their big game, and Wisconsin just got beat by Illinois. All these complicated college football crappy things that you can learn in like two minutes by paying attention, and then you got it. And uh, see, it doesn't—you don't have to invest that much time in this. But we'll see. They, they want to. Uh, I'm sure he's watching the game starting pretty soon, and maybe uh, maybe I'll hang and watch a little bit with him because you know I'm a love. I love everyone always, right? I don't really care about Ohio State or Wisconsin. But uh, it's part of the love everyone always thing. So I, it was 58 cold. Now I got the sweater off. I got my T-shirt, shorts again. The sun's up, warming me up. This is the Arizona experience. It's a beautiful October morning. And, uh, oh, yeah, that was the the uh, wives' tale that... Uh, said that, oh, yeah, sometimes it's 100 degrees on Halloween. So now we're a few days away from Halloween. And guess what? Thursday, Halloween, it's going to be 70 is the high. 70. And that's um, Halloween, 70. And uh, that's 30 degrees, by the way, if you want to do the math. 100 minus 70, that's 30 degrees away from 100. So much for the pessimism of, oh, it doesn't cool off till Halloween. Yeah, yeah, it cooled off in like middle of September, people, six weeks ago. Anyway, so um, it's been nice. It's been great. This is, this is it. And Ohio State, I can see the flag now. The Ohio State flag is up. And, uh, We'll pause the uh, recording and we'll come back and see it. I'm going to pay for 10 minutes, 15. Uh, 
I, I've never been kind of like this relaxed before. <laughs> I don't know where this comes from. I usually am so uptight about so many things. Stressing way out on it. I did read um, Philippians 4 this morning, which has be anxious for nothing. It's great. And the key that jumped out at me today is that the Lord is near. So that's that presence and that um, Holy Spirit. It's real, folks. It's real. So um, let, let's, for this part of the scripture, part of the podcast, it's so what is walk in the Spirit. Enjoy it. Enjoy life. Enjoy what you're doing. Enjoy. Enjoy is good. Joy is a rejoice. It's all good. So here we go. We got the ring. Bud wants to come in. There's probably a um, football game going on. So we'll talk to you later, folks. I gotta ooh quick before they get to the door. Bye bye. Grace, peace. Bis später. Okay, we're back. We watched a little uh, Ohio State football. Zero zero first quarter. The kids, the two little guys, are out doing volleyball and basketball at the YMCA. So Terry's in there excited about the Ohio State team. They're doing well. And, uh, oh, there's a big dog, bud. Huh? We're just out. Bud's, I need to brush Bud's teeth. He's got fish breath right now. Morning. Good. How about yourself? Finally cooled off here, huh? Okay, let's go, bud. Come on, bud. And, uh, yeah, I have no idea where we left off. And you won't be able to tell me. You can't tell me. Where we leave off. I think I was talking about Philippians. Yeah, yeah. The Lord is near. That's where I left off. Amazing. What a whack. I'm so focused. <laughs> I have focused sarcasm. That's what I got. <laughs> the Lord is near. Is he not near? He is near. Sun, who who made that sun up there? I got some nice warm rays coming down. I just gotta enjoy it, man. I got I have it. But I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Saying hi to that. So the vibe I got off that lady with the dog just now was uh Yeah, good morning, yeah. Don't talk to me. Uh, uh <laughs> that's that's the vibe. The vibe. See, this, this is an outtake for my friend Carrie Phipps down in Australia. Dubbo, should I do a little Carrie Phipps? <laughs> Go, Carrie. Carrie Phipps. I love Carrie. We love everyone always, right? And uh, do talk to strangers. Yes, do talk to strangers. <laughs> oh, Carrie, love you, man. I don't. I don't need the uh, book. I don't think I love the book. I'm reading it. I should go review it again. It's probably that's the thing about books. You know, you, you may think you have it mastered, but you know, there's some little tidbits there, and mostly because I just appreciate how consistent she is. Like she's so amazingly, consistently positive. It's like freaks me out. Talk about focus. That gal is focused on talking to strangers. And aren't we all strangers to some extent? Hey, there you go. I'm getting deep philosophical there. So basically, it's not that hard for her to be consistent because she just is who she is. She's just talking to strangers, expressing love 
and interest in other people without referring to Dale Carnegie. (laughs) Oh my gosh. People, we are people. We are heroes. And there's the wall. We're out by the wall now. And uh, I did talk to Terry. I want to ride, get the mountain bikes out and ride on the freeway next weekend. Maybe we might do it tomorrow morning. But I want to, before this freeway is like fully opened up, we'll, um, we'll just ride out there. Because we can. It's because we can. We might get harassed or something. But on the weekend, I'm thinking there's not that much construction activity going on. But it's really getting close to finish now. So this is going to be the freeway. And you come here to the airplane? Airplanes. Arizona's good for airplanes. Private pilots. Good weather. And that's a little engine there motoring along. Probably at 120 knots. So some people probably don't know that. But just because you have an airplane doesn't mean it goes fast. The big time savings is you just go in a straight line. You don't have stoplights, roads, turns. You don't have to go around mountains or anything. So airplanes can pretty much go in a straight line. So I've been at 120 knots. Just, I don't know, maybe that's 140 miles an hour. I can do that in my Mercedes, man. Yeah, yeah. Do that in the S550. I can do 130. It's just I'm, I'm on the ground. So, so I'm not going to get to point B from point A as quickly as an airplane. Little tidbit of facts. There you go. I hear a truck or something. It's kind of a wall. It's so quiet. The airplane made more noise. That dog just barking. Wow. Sound barrier, baby. It is what it is. It's going to be what it is. And so far, I'm kind of liking the wall here. I, mean, I had no idea what it was going to be like. But I can walk my bud. Walk bud along this uh, wall here. We'll see how loud it gets. If uh, the Lord willing. Right? I don't know what's, what's going to happen. We never know what's going to happen. So I enjoy today. Enjoy your day. That's the so what. You're probably not enjoying every day and every moment as much as you could. Is that possible? Should we talk about that? I know I, know I don't. I, I know I get all caught up living outside the moment. So my John Ortberg dude, the 12 foundational truths, which I love, is that we got to live in the moment. And then, and then also... Hey, bud, we're going to go up here. This is the, this is the, the walkway. So living in the moment. How, let's do Gaussian distribution curves, peeps. You know, Gaussian. So I'm probably below average, but I'm, I'm moving. I know I'm getting, I was very low progress. I was very low on the distribution curve of living in the moment. How well do you live in the moment? Because if you live in the moment, there's such peace that overcomes you. And, and it's like, Carrie Phipps, you can talk to strangers, and if you're living in the moment, you can do that, but you can't, if you're always concerned about fears and what's happening next in the future, then you really can't live in the moment. So that that's today's so what, living in the moment. Yeah, that's a good podcast. So what? So what? And, and this is a living in the moment podcast. So we, we're changing themes all the time on you, folks. You know, it was... The things we think, but do not podcast. That's a good one. I like that one. And now I'm like living in the moment because that's 
what I'm doing. I'm walking bud. It's sun shining. I get inputs from all around me. I'm not in a studio with a prepared message for you. And we get, we get bombarded by prepared messages all the time. And that's probably a good thing. But again, it's that Gaussian payment. It's all coming together again. In manufacturing, you know, nobody wants variation. So you want, you know, if you say you're going to cut this thing to one foot length, you want it exactly one foot in length. Okay. And so you don't want it one foot, one inch. You don't want it one, you don't want to have it 11 inches long, right? So the process of cutting those lengths will have a result. You know, you can cut 20 pieces, measure them all, get a distribution curve. Where are you at? So, so much is process, right? So you can uh, shout out to Pat Flynn. I know you love podcasts. You just love all kinds of podcasts, right? You're Mr. Podcast, right? But I'm totally, totally violating your principles, I think. You know, but you can probably shoehorn freestyle podcasting. Yeah, that's the new thing, freestyle. <laughs> but but we love Pat Flynn, right? On. Okay, but he's, he's also got a process. So he's going to squeeze us into that sweet spot of podcasting nirvana right so get get yourself into that sweet spot of of uh checking all the boxes in your studio it works best in a studio you know do it maybe do youtube at the same time i can't figure out how to do that yet i sort of could probably but i'm not i just don't i just don't think i'm there yet or whatever i don't know and uh, so, yeah, the Lord is near. That, that's, uh, I'm making a declaration to the listener. The so what is live in the moment. The now what? While well, you're doing it right now. You're living in the moment. You're listening to the podcast. You're now what? Now what? When, you get, when the podcast's over, you're still going to be living in the moment. You're going to go from your brain has been, you know, burning energy calories listening to me walk buddy here on a saturday morning and uh not caring that wisconsin is playing ohio state just uh you know that's good i'm happy for terry he's excited and uh that's good i don't have to it's part of my growth of um inclusion strength so the the blind side of inclusion is not allowing people to form their own groups, you know. So I'm 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 moving up the maturity Gaussian curve of that's cool. You can love Ohio State. I don't, I don't need to challenge that or his Schneid remarks or Schnarky. Is there a difference between Snide? Snide and Schnarky? I don't know. <laughs> you can decide. You can Google it. Google it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Bud, what are you doing? You're, you like that artificial grass. That's a, that's a, a nice feature here in Arizona is the artificial grass. Looks good, actually, folks. You probably haven't experienced it because most places in, on the planet don't need it. And I did, uh, I did Google on the earth thing. Yeah, it's pretty much what I guessed, like in the 60s. Um, when we started going to space that we realized this is a blue planet, right? So there's a famous picture, apparently, is you, if you start Googling stuff, you discover within five or 10 minutes that uh, 
There's a famous NASA picture from Apollo 17. And they have the exact date and time. It was like five hours after liftoff. And it took a photograph back towards the Earth. And they call it the blue marble. So there is a famous picture of the Earth called the blue marble. And uh, so, yeah, that's kind of when the blue Earth started. Even though it was blue the whole time, right, folks? We know (laughs) the Earth has been blue the whole time, or at least for a couple thousand years. So there you go. So what about that? Well, what is it? What can we can we learn something from the perspectives, right? Like vantage point. Like maybe you know they talk about oh you got to go to the thirty thousand foot level, which is basically thirty five thousand, thirty six thousand feet is what commercial planes usually cruise at. But you know you really even then you can't see the blue earth at that point. You might get a glimpse maybe, but you really get the spectacular effect when you get way out there. And you can see the whole thing. And then and then, and then you go, well, yeah, we're observing it. Got a camera. So even though cameras are fun, right? Take a picture. Um, because there was only three people in the capsule taking, seeing it, taking a picture. Now, all seven billion people can see it. So that makes me, now my brain's going like, well, you go to indigenous people or... The UPGs, those famous unreached people group with the gospel. We've got to get the gospel to them. <laughs> and the first thing you should show them is the earth, right? Why not? That's like, hey, this is where you are, man. This is a picture from space. You see that? People have gone out there and they have gone there with this massive rocket and took a picture. Now, isn't that amazing? And why is that? You know, well, that's just the way the cultural science rolled, baby. It just rolled that way. So here's a picture of the Earth, the blue marble to you, indigenous UPGer. And some people on this planet have figured out how to get out there. So they could take, and they also figured out how to take a picture. So I'm hopefully the listener, you can sort of like get out of your reference point, right? So now we're, we're talking like, can you imagine yourself living in a remote area with very little scientific background? You, your tribe, literal tribe has probably lived off the land, figured out how to survive for all this time, but weren't connected to other cultures. And there's not one, just one advanced culture. There's, you know, we have, we're divided up. We got, I mean, we share a lot in common because we've traveled amongst each other. But the remote villages, they're still human beings and they're still awesome people. And in many ways, they're unpolluted by the crap that we've created. <laughs> so, so I just love the idea of like, you know, you, sh- you show a picture of that blue marble photo. Um, and it's just 1972. It wasn't that long ago, right? And uh, it's like, wow. And like, as soon as the picture's tag taken and distributed, people are like, yeah, I knew that all the time. Yeah, sure, it makes sense. Earth is blue. Got it. <laughs> but, but there was no evidence of anything before that. 
So, um, yeah, there's a little diversion. Is it related to anything? I don't know. It's the so what? What's the so what? And what's the now what? Um, yeah, I think it's about perspectives. Getting an advantage point to see see things differently. And it's definitely different, but it's also the way it's always been. That's kind of interesting. It's always been that way. It's always been a blue planet. But we it took so long for us. Not that we're in a race for discovery. See, that's the other thing, too. Is like There's nothing magical about 1972 other than we were pushing the envelope with rocketry and going to the moon and stuff. So, I mean, that's, it is cool. But, um, you know, it's kind of like why did Galileo and Copernicus figure out that the Earth goes around the sun and not the other way around? It's perspectives again. So I do I? I don't have... This is 2019. I'm a guide to the guide is what I'm calling myself. Because I'm, you're the heroes. I'm guiding you to the guide. And there's so many guides out there. So why, why do we pick our guides? So I have a book writing guide. She's my guide. All right, that's good. I got I, I to gotta get the message out. Right? It's really important. She's a very important guide. Very important guide. But really, it's... Uh, my number one guide has got to be God and the Holy Spirit. So as much as I like this guide, which I do, um, my most important guide is God, the Holy Spirit. And you can have the same one. It goes back to my comment several months ago that you read an article that says, you know, your wealth is based on the average of the your five closest friends, you know. And then you're like, well, okay, that sounds cool. So again, I think I, I ranted on that. Like, so, so you're, uh, you got four, like ten million dollars or above friends, right? But you got your fifth friend has only got fifty grand. So you know, I guess you're gonna snub them. Like, hey, and you're bringing down the average, baby. And that's not love, is it? Right? Right? I mean, that's not loving. So I don't kind of. As, as cool and hip and 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 maybe even statistically accurate as it is, like right, Bill Gates is probably friends with Jeff Bezos now, right? You know, and uh, and if Jeff Bezos was friends with Elon Musk, it would be better off than he, you know, if Jeff Bezos dumped one of his his number five and replaced him with Elon Musk, who we know he kind of doesn't really, they don't really get along because they compete with each other with their space fantasies, which is fine. But technically, Jeff Bezos, based if that was factoid, <laughs> your wealth is based on your five closest friends, Jeff Bezos should kick off his number five and get Elon, you know, make peace with Elon. Because Elon's got a lot of cash, right? And I'm saying, let's blow this whole paradigm apart by, no, God is your best friend. God's got to be your number one. It sounds weird, but I'm not pitching you. That's the beautiful thing about this. I'm not, do not follow me. Only follow my guide. So I guess that's what I'm saying is follow my guide. You know, I have a guide, right? So, um, and I'm sure, I mean, gosh, I can't believe I'm expressing these things. It sounds like I'm such a freakoid, like spiritualist, right? 
but I, it's all based on, I believe the stuff. You know, I believe the traditional um, organized religion message. Like, I don't have a problem. It's like I've, I've totally changed to, I don't know if I've totally changed, but I, I changed. I don't, I'm not pissed or angry with the Roman Catholic Church. I mean, my experience with my dad dying was just, just so fun. It was just so revealing that when he said, I hope I did enough. And I'm like, well, you don't have to do anything because Jesus did it for you. Right. And that's what, that's what the, um, that's the message. Right. But it's kind of, you know, so I'm not I'm like, just cause my dad was like faithful to the Roman Catholic teaching doesn't change what Jesus did. I mean, and I think we're all stuck on that. So we don't have to fight. We're just way too much. That's what I'm saying. It's just 500 years of reformation. So way too much. You know, we've got it figured out. We're come join our bucket, get into our bucket. And I was kind of going that way with the Lutheran church experience that I'm going to have tomorrow, that this is a 380,000 group, but on the websites, like the, the evangelical Lutheran church of America, the ELCA, like, well, we have 400 million or no four. Yeah. 4 million, 4 million people in our little club. In our bucket, we have a big bucket with 4 million people in it. Big bucket. But you still got crabs trying to hold you in your bucket. Because I don't want to be in a bucket. I don't care if the bucket's 380,000 or the bucket's, the bucket is uh, 4 million or 15 million bucket. We don't need to be in a bucket, right? We need to be, we need to be free crabs. Free the crabs. So... Um, not sure if you guys have Googled up crab mentality or watch videos, but you may want to do that. So now what? Go do that. Just get, make the crab mentality, if it hasn't been already, a foundational concept. How about that? Am I, am I giving you some instructions? Me, me instructions? I, I suppose so. I resist it though. I'm such a reluctant leader. Is it reluctant? Yeah. But that's probably the way it should be, right? That's, that's Moses. Didn't want to lead. <laughs> so, so what? You're listening to a modern day Moses, modern day Luther. And maybe you are too. So it's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not trying to one-up you or anything. You got your hero journey going. And it's awesome. So that's abundant. That's what, that's what abundance mentality is is we're all heroes. We're all on a journey. Let's help one another. Instead of being crabs and pulling people back into the bucket. Get back into the bucket. And and that's also why churches, because churches have that crab mentality, and you're trying to like live your whole life outside the bucket, then when you, you go to the church and you're getting pulled into this church bucket, it's like, it doesn't feel right. It just doesn't feel right. It's like last week for me. I got triggered because, no, this this chapter, it's, it's read it. Like, it's writing. Somebody wrote it. It's not just magic words plastered on paper so that you can manipulate it how you want. You have to read the context. So I'm kind of pissed off if you haven't told me. I haven't been able to tell about this whole complaint thing. 
the Hellenistic Jews complained about blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter what they complained about. Blah, blah, blah. The whole point of it is because there was some complaining, Stephen was selected to help out. So that's where Stephen comes from. Chapter 7. What did Stephen do? He pissed off some Jews. Chapter 8. What happened? He spoke to them. What happened? They didn't like it. What happened? They stoned him. Who was there? Paul, who was named Saul. Wow, it's all coming together. And it all started because the Hellenistic Jews complained. So don't tell me that we shouldn't complain. Because look all the good things that happened. Because they complained. So you don't give 10 message, ten minute message because you're insecure about your own authority. And insecure, you know, and I just read a little article about all pastors are ego guys, ego driven. They want to be, and it's part of the insecurity. Pastors would be so much better if they would just walk their dog. <laughs> right? So maybe I, I, I'm your, I'm an apostle, pastor, prophet for you. Okay. There you go. For free. For free. I'm, I'm, I'm the, the things I think and podcast for you. Isn't it great? It's great. It's great for you. I hope it's great for you. Just like, uh, you know, coaches want their people to be successful, right? Coaches want people to go on and do great things. That's great coaches. It's like we see it all the time. It's been there the whole time, right? Athletics, especially people coach athletes and they perform well. The coaches are happy. And the performers are thankful because they, they, uh, they realize that the coach helped them. Just that little bit of edge, that little bit of edge from the coach that uh, gets them moved on. So coaching is deeply a spiritual activity, and I hope it's rewarding. It's not all, what do they call that? Something, I forgot the phrase, it's like all something and roses, candy and roses, uh, chocolates and roses, chocolates, I don't know. You'll figure it out. You know what I'm talking about, because you're giving me grace. Thanks, listener. You give me so much grace. And... uh I hope you get something back too. Hope you're getting. Hope you're getting a good pastoral <laughs> message from the buddy-trained walker and reader. Just reading it, just folks, read it and back off. Just don't study it too much. Don't don't treat it like a you're dissecting a frog. Just read it, think, put it in perspective. Who's this guy? What's he doing? Doesn't have an editor, right? Big problem for Paul. He doesn't have a frickin' editor. And he drops Epaphroditus into the selfish mode. Because only Timothy looks out for their interests. <laughs> I cannot believe after 2,000 years people haven't pointed it out. But maybe they have. And maybe they have. And maybe it needs to be pointed out again. Okay, it needs to be pointed out again. So I, I, it's so discouraging and so um, soul-crushing 
to Google up these different church organizations like Wisconsin Synod, Missouri Synod, and then to look up Evangelical Lutheran Church of America and like, what are their doctrinal beliefs? It's like, dudes, can we make it any more complicated? Oh gosh, it's so frustrating. But as Rob Bell says, it's like the people in the dominant thinking, they're too invested in the way things are to make changes. So that's an issue. But I'm going to live. I'm going to try to make a commitment to living with by walking in the spirit. And it's not, I haven't arrived. I'm working it out because there's every moment is the flesh, our natural biological nature is pulling me, pulling me back into that bucket. And, and that's a good way of looking at it. Because we're in that bucket. We're never going to get out of that bucket until we pass on to the next spiritual phase, which unfortunately includes death. Yeah. We're going to die. Once again, it's so ruhig, German word, so so quiet right now. We're just pausing as Bud's sniffing the rock. So ruhig, but a meteor I don't know, it could come right down and smash me. And that would be the end of the podcast. <laughs> and, and God's in control. That's have peace. I don't. I hope you're encouraged with this. That's the so what is like we the the Philippians four eight, which I used to make fun of as a prescription medicine. I read that this morning, and I'm like, you know, there's there's be anxious for nothing. Is a good instruction. And the four eight just kind of points you to it. Like that's so you can find it yourself. But I, I kind of dreamed up a new Bible, um, and that sounds sacrilegious or something. But I, not what I mean by a new Bible, I mean a new layout, presentation of the Bible. Because I, I have this photograph of a Ryrie study Bible to Galatians 5. On purpose, I picked Galatians 5 because I wanted to say, well, there is like the center of our instructions, is walk in the spirit of love, joy, Peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. There's nine of those. Fruit of the Spirit. So it's right there in Galatians. But such a key, key passage. And yet, when I took the photograph of the page in the Ryrie Study Bible, I noticed, oh my gosh, there is so much distracting information about cross-references, notes, Oh, and and outlining, and this is you know this is this is they, so basically Paul wrote this letter, and this dude decided to like break it apart into this outline and say, there you go, this is the outline that that Paul came up with. It's like no, he just wrote from his heart, he just wrote a letter. So there's no point in this like break it down into like you know it's um, point number three in Galatians. It's you know, I'm going to study it. It's like, just read it. So my vision for a new printed Bible is um, just maybe a New Testament and um, maybe start with the full book of John, even though I prefer to start with chapters 20, 21 and just carry on. 
but then go to Acts and do my order and um, and take all the numbers off. So it's a, it's a bit, at first I thought, well, maybe I want to do Galatians 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 and leave the one the chapter of numbers in there. But now I'm thinking like, no, no, let's just get a letter because we're just, we're just missing with this analytical forest and trees problem. With all these numbers and things, we just, it's like, can you not just read it and say what it says and just say, well, Paul in the letter to the Galatians, that's like enough detail. We don't have to go like four verse 16 or five or 16, just, just say it. And we should all know it anyway. I mean, we should be able to find it. So I just want to get this back to the simplicity of what it says, because that's where the power is. It's so odd. It's like, again, we have this message that the word of God is so powerful, but we, we've got it, um, we have it confused with all this analyst, anal analysis stuff. And if we truly believe it's the living and active word and powerful, which of course I would say that that's a reference to the Holy Spirit as the word. But even if, even I go with the traditional, yeah, it's okay, the Bible, right? That's the word. I would say what's well, the Holy Spirit too, because Jesus is the word and all that. But I just want to get it simple. And so I'm thinking that would be a really interesting look. You know, just Galatians. No, no chapter one, two, three, four, just the words. Just let the letter speak for itself. And just, you know, maybe I'd put a line where the traditional, like I, that was my thought too. It's, it's nice for my reading plan to do the chapters at a time. But I could just put a line in there. And I started debating about whether to leave the numbers in there. And so, I mean, I guess if I just put a line in there, it sort of sends a message that it's not one, two, three, four, five. It's just a break. Okay. Well, this is a traditional break. And, uh, or I do the numbers. I don't know. I'm just, I think the purest, the absolute purest would be no, 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 nothing, no breaks, nothing. Just let the letter flow. But I do kind of see value in breaking, you know, reading the chapters a day. So that's a that's a thought in progress. And I think it's so beautiful to like to lay it out chronologically, the New Testament. Maybe even skip the, you know, just go with John, the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke. Luke's pretty good. Maybe I, I don't know, I, I don't know how to do that. I'm getting now. It gets too complicated for me because it's just one story told four different times and I think there's some questionable stuff in Matthew myself but not that it's inerrant or not that it's errant I just think there's questionable stuff that should be questioned and it's not an error but maybe it's a little bit misleading you know so and that's where it's tricky it's just because you know, even a simple chapter is Acts 6 that is such a dead easy simple chapter and that that gets butchered by a guy that thinks he knows everything and, and butchered by a guy that thinks he knows anything, but he's qualified. Oh, he's got the degree, you know, and I'm supposed to submit to him as the shepherd. Don't question it. Don't question it. So, wow. Frustration, my friends, right? Hey, bud, let's go. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I'm trying, I'm thinking that might be it. Um, something I might try myself, see if I can create that look myself. It's not that hard because I'm getting used to 
this electronics thing and laptops and MacBook Pros and editing and words and stuff. So I can create that fairly quickly. And I probably would enjoy creating that. And it's, uh, I think it's, well, it's basically the way this Bible started. Now they talk about the canon, you know, like there's probably some meeting in 400 AD and they all decided like, these are the books in the Bible. You know? And they had the letters and stuff and that's cool. And uh, so, but the, the, all these numerology things were added later. And why not just get it to basics? Just get it to the basics. That's powerful, I think. I could really have a good run with that. Not me personally. I mean, I think I, I, I this is my message. I can speak it, deliver it, and make impact the way God wanted us to make an impact. Not in this we're the in-group, us and them mentality. And there's other people on this path and journey, too. I have to say Rob Bell is there, and he just gets misunderstood and slammed. And it's not like I'm, he's not asking anybody to be his, a follower of his. He's just putting out good content, thought-provoking content. And that's what we should do. And that's what I need to do. I need to put out thought-provoking content without, and this is probably where the coach is screaming at me. He's like, will you just knock off the criticism, my friend? <laughs> That's what's, so what? That's for me. I just talked this whole thing out. And it's, so what for me is, watch the criticism. Watch the criticism. And tomorrow, I'm going to practice that. Because I did go to a Wisconsin synod. Microchurch. We've got 380,000 members. That's it. There's probably like a couple hundred here in Phoenix now. It's kind of weird. So, but it's probably good for me because I'll probably, if I ask the right questions, I'll probably learn some stuff, right? But I got to be careful because I'm always learning and never coming to the, the truth or something like that. But actually, I'm very close to the truth. I think so. I think you feel it. Truth is something you get in your gut, too. There's that gut feeling. So if you're listening to this podcast and you have a gut feeling that I'm on to something, that's good. Give me, let me know somehow. Let me know somehow. And uh, I think it's good. I think it's uh, it's, it's the transformation time. I, we all need to transform not reform organizations. So clear to me. It's so clear to me, but I'm all alone right now on this one. But we'll get there. We're getting there. Marinated. We're back home. Marinated. I'll uh, do some honeydews. Honeydews. So grace and peace and mercy for everyone. So this is the end of the podcast. We're in the shade in the backyard. And everyone had a walk, but had a walk. So have a wonderful week. Bye-bye.